to The Hebe Social, a mini-series brought to you by Hebe Beauty Bar in Red Deer, Alberta. If you're re- Ooh, if you're tuning in for the first time, not running, <laughs> our goal is to provide education about aesthetic surfaces offered at Hebe Beauty Bar. I'm Samantha, one of the injectors, and I'm going to be your moderator today. And we've got Kendra in the house, the owner of Hebe Beauty Bar, here to share her knowledge today about running a business in the beauty industry. Welcome, Kendra. Hello, everyone. So I would like to first start off by letting you guys know that I do not have a business degree. I'm simply giving you advice from what I've learned over the years um, from being a small business owner, things I wish somebody would have told me before I opened my doors. Okay, cool. Well, with that, um, what would you first ask someone that wants to open a business? Okay. Um, A lot of times you have to have a business plan. So if you want to get a loan from anybody and you haven't been in business for more than two years, you have to have a business plan. And it can be thorough and quite annoying. So (laughs) that's something that you would have to look into if you're going to need financial support to open. The next I would ask Is this your passion? Is this something that you're going to go full force and give it your all? Um, Opening a business, it it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And you need to know, is this something that you're going to give it your all? Because you have to. Uh, Another question, who's your clientele? Who are your competitors in the area? Is there clientele to support your business, to grow and be successful? How will you stand out against your competitors? Um, Do you have the funds to open a business and to sustain payments? Lastly, like I said before, are you ready to invest your time into opening and running a business? Yeah, those are great questions. Do you think <laughs> do you think something also would be like what's the family status at home for people? Oh, totally. Um, I would say like my husband is extremely supportive, but we opened Hebe two months later. We found out we were pregnant, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So there's definitely things that you just have to, you just have to be prepared. Um, and you just never know. So having a good support system or knowing who you can rely on and who you can't rely on opening, uh, makes a big difference as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't run a business. I'm an employee and I'm happy where I'm at, <laughs> but I can't imagine, right? Like, especially with, for specifically looking in the beauty industry, like with what you're doing or like even lash techs and nail techs and what have you, like there's so many everywhere. Yes. And so, like you said, knowing who your clients are and who your competitors are, and like mm-hmm. maybe not even considering them competitors, but you also have to know they are competitors. Yeah. But how are you, you know, is there enough people to sustain all these businesses? 100%. And like, yeah, like you said, competitors, yeah, everybody is still going to be a competitor, but you don't have to be mean. Everybody can succeed. Totally. Everybody's going to offer something a little different. And if you don't like somebody's, kind of vibe then you go somewhere else and you you find the person and you find the clinic that works for you and that's where your client's going to go so yeah yeah absolutely so what are a few things you should have set up before you even open the doors of your business the first thing I would say is having a legal structure so a lot of times registering a company like sometimes people think oh I can just go register at the registry's office. I can be, um, you know, there's so many different steps to take. So I would say, first off, find a a lawyer. 
Find a lawyer who understands your industry and who will give you pointers, will tell you, should you be a sole proprietor? Should you be a corporation? Uh, are you going to be a numbered company? There, there's so many different ways to go about it. And I would say seeking legal support is going to be one of your first, first things that you should be doing. Uh, the next thing is looking at products and your services. So I find personally, products increase every five minutes. Uh, I just warn everybody, usually in March, there's always um, an increase. Not that we are going to increase at Hebe, but more or less, we're going to be get hit with um, an increase in purchasing, you know, syringes and alcohol. They're, they're alcohol swabs, by the way. <laughs> um, so you have to kind of be aware of the products itself. Are you able to keep enough on the shelf? They used to say the rule of thumb was have three months of supplies. That's how I used to work. And then when COVID hit, life changed. You get back ordered. You, you know, like I said, prices increase. So you just have to make sure that you have enough supplies that you're not running out, but not too many supplies that you're sitting on expiring products. Um, and I do. And then the next thing is uh, about your marketing. So you need to have a website. You need to have some kind of social media. The beauty industry, unfortunately or fortunately, depending if you like social media, um, that's how you build your clientele. That's how you get people in the door. So do you have a good website? Do you have good SEOs where people can find you in Google? Uh, are people finding you on TikTok? Are they finding you on Instagram or Facebook? Do you know how to do that yourself or do you need to find somebody to help you with that? So that's something too I would really recommend um, making sure that you, you have some clientele before you open the doors. Um, or at least some very, I would just say, just make sure you have some clientele, I'm not gonna lie. And lastly, I would say an accountant and a bookkeeper. You need somebody to tell you how to do your year-end taxes. There's no way you know how, and if you do, awesome. If you're a business, like you have a business degree, I obviously don't, so this is where I seek help. But having an accountant tell you, you have to pay the CRA, you have to pay your corporation tax, there's so many different taxes, and you can get hit really, really hard if you're not careful. So seeking advice from professionals, and uh, yeah, those are kind of the main ones. Okay, cool. Um, and I think so, just segueing into the last thing you just said, so when do you know to ask for that professional help? 100%. So you need to know your strengths and you need to know your weaknesses. Write them down. Uh, I find personally my strengths are injecting and you know, I love needle in my hand and I love doing that. However, I am not great with books. So I was able to luck out and delegate quite early in my um, practice, but things you need to delegate. Are you going to do your own books? If not, who, like, do you know, or if you are going to do your own book, sorry, do you know how? Are you going to have the CRA up your butt in a few months if you're not following it correctly? Um, so, what else? Yeah, the CRA sucks, and you just don't want to get audited and have them looking through documents and you not having it set up correctly. For a website, I paid a guy $500 to do my first website. It did not do good. It was a mess. And then I ended up turning around and paying somebody who knew what they were doing thousands of dollars a year later. So you want to reach out to the right people and don't always go cheapest. So I don't know how to do web design. 
I felt that was my weakness. I got somebody to do it. I don't know how to do my books. So another weakness, I found somebody to do it. Um, another thing is you want to get a lawyer once again, and I will probably say this multiple times in this chat, but um, having contracts through them. When, if you have employees, you're going to want to make sure that you have contracts that your employee understands their position and also you understand their position. So what else? Lastly, I would say the social media. Like I said, social media is very important. So are you going to be doing your own social media or are you going to be reaching out to a social media manager? Those are kind of the areas that I had to reach out for help. Um, but like I said, write down your strengths, write down your weaknesses, seek professional help in areas that you are not strong enough in because it just it just sucks at the end of the day if you miss something that somebody could have caught. Well, and when you say like write all your strengths and weaknesses down, I feel like that's even a good thing to do before opening the doors because if you have your strengths and weaknesses down and you're like, oh, I don't know how to design a website, I totally. don't know how to make contracts, I don't know this, then maybe you need more money saved for those things before opening your business because then once your business doors are open and you're like, oh crap, I don't have this, this, and this, and then you have more money to pay up front, that might be scary. Totally. And and that's the thing. Like lawyers, accountants, all of these people, you know, they cost money because they've gone to school and they are professionals, but they will save you at the end of the day, especially if you... Um, your goals are to succeed, which obviously is probably everybody's goal who's trying to open. You just need professional advice. Totally. And then I know you had mentioned like the lawyers and of course you're going to hammer down that that's super important. Yeah. Um, but I know like before we were recording the podcast, you were just saying like people need to protect themselves. Like you as an employer need to protect yourself from employees. Not that we've had this issue at Hebe, no. but um, having contracts to make sure you're safe because Everyone wants to have a business. I feel like you've told me that a million times and you see things popping up and then closing and you just don't want employees taking advantage of your kindness and then opening up something next door. And it wasn't in a contract saying they couldn't, right? Or taking clientele, whatever, right? Yep, exactly. All right, so being a business owner, you can pay yourself in different ways. So what exactly does that look like? So a lot of people say the first two years of business, you will not pay yourself. Uh, I would agree to that to an extent. If you start out small, such as renting a room, this is a great way for you to start paying yourself a lot sooner. Your overhead will be minimal and you will be able to see cash flow faster. I always tell people don't spend outside of your means. I rented a room for two years, built my clientele, and once I had the finances and the clients, I expanded. I am proud to say we were able to open Hebe without having to partner or find an investor. However, if you are wanting to go big, um, have a good financial partner or investor might be a good option. Um, my idea was to never spend outside my means, which I just said, <laughs> which, so I pretty much, how I work here is when I can afford it, I get it. Um, and I do feel like we're doing amazing here. So maybe that is good advice. But back to the question, how to pay yourself. You can pay yourself um, as an employee. You will not pay into EI. So take that into consideration. If you are going on maternity leave, sure there's options. This is why you talk to professionals. I'm just giving you pointers. You can pay yourself dividends, uh, salary, talk to your accountant. So you don't end up paying a crazy amount of personal taxes at the end of the year. 
um, learn from my mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. I think, um, how will you find employees? I think this is like a huge scary part of running a business at least that's what I, I mean I'm great obviously but, <laughs> but, but I feel like if I was a boss I would be so stressful um so yes what what does that look like yeah so for the record Sam just followed me around for like six months before I opened this location so she was just like I'm, I'm just not going anywhere yeah so. I was a little bit <laughs> a little stalker but it worked out it was great um so finding employees some businesses they don't need employees so you can skip this part but a lot of times you're going to need some employees even front-end or people doing services so I find nowadays it can be quite difficult to find employees and even harder to keep them this is something you must consider going into a business what are your employees going to look like will they be a contractors contract employees or employees Um, what will their hours look like, their wage, requirements to support your business. This is another place where I would recommend getting a lawyer involved. Um, If you're planning on dedicating time and money to your employees, as you should, for them to further their education and support them through their um, journey with you, you should have that laid out in a contract so they're aware of what their position is. On a side note, this is something, you know, one of my struggles I find with uh, being a small business owner, sometimes people, your employees wear multiple hats. So I try really hard to be transparent with my employees and supportive if they do choose to take on more or less in their position. But it is an ongoing thing that I work on all the time. Okay, right, cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say about opening a small business today? So... I don't know who told me this, or maybe I, I, I don't think I made this up. Somebody said it once upon a time. But they said, no one is going to love your business as much as you do. So don't expect them to. Um, don't expect anybody else to help you. <laughs> Just rely on yourself and obviously the professionals that you are paying for them to do their job. Um, be realistic with, you know your location, the size of it, always a build out is always going to cost more, always. There's always going to be hiccups, there's always going to be money spent in places that you wouldn't have even thought of. And uh, I would say, you know, you could even just start out doing that lovely, you know, mission, mission statement, your vision, create an avatar of your ideal client and how are you gonna bring that ideal client into your clinic. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much um, for sharing all of your knowledge on opening a business, Kendra. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) All right, everybody. If you like today's episode, please leave us five stars. (laughs) And uh, otherwise, stay tuned to our next educational episode. Bye. Bye.